Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, January 17th, 2020. My name is Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. I just on the fly, just changed it. I was gonna say that's surprising. I've been saying it for (laughs) nearly four years and (laughs) just changed it. Sorry about that. I was um, like, uh, am I... <laughs> no, it's fine. That was very startling. That's all right. I apologize. Uh, Ashley, <laughs> what did you do to celebrate on Thursday? Oh, God. I bought a candle, uh, a cake with 40 candles. Oh, I'm glad you're looking ahead in the script and knew what I was talking about. <laughs> because yesterday... I knew what you were talking about anyway, because I saw Miss Vanessa's tweet, which was very sweet. Oh, I didn't see that. I don't follow oh, Vanessa. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yes, yesterday <laughs> was the 40th birthday of one up-and-coming, not-yet-established writer, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's going to be big, though, Matt. Nah, nah, we'll see. Uh, um, I can feel the, it in my brittle bones. Yeah, your bones are very brittle, but uh, <laughs> yes, he is the Tony Pulitzer Grammy Emmy MacArthur Genius Grant, Olivier, everything else winner except for Oscar, which I'm sure he'll get someday. It'd be Soon, a yeah. Nobel Peace Prize as well. True, yeah. um, It was his birthday. Um, he is in the middle of quite a run over the last five years. Um, no no JRB reference intended. Um, since the show <laughs> started, since Hamilton started at the Public Theater literally about five years ago, um, he is currently working on the Netflix film adaptation of Jonathan Larson's uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. He is yes, in the Heights of movie coming up uh, out. this summer. Just, just Hamilton. saw a trailer for it when I went to the movies the other day. It was oh, very, very cool. exciting yeah. to see it on the big screen like that. Yeah, there's a ton of uh, Hamilton productions around the world, either in, in action or on their way. Fosse Verdon um, doing incredibly well and all of that stuff. He's on His Dark Materials, which is an HBO show. Tons and tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, so happy birthday to Lynn. I know you're a loyal listener, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, probably on the Patreon, too. Um, so happy he birthday to him. better be. He's got the money to spare. <laughs> it's true. Maybe if we were like Come the on, uh, drama bookshop, he could save us, too. Yes. Um, but anyway, so happy Hashtag birthday to him. Save Broadway Radio. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to him and everybody who I'm sure celebrated and raised some uh, piragua uh, in, in celebration as nice, well. Nice, nice, nice. Or, or a bottle of cold champagne. Like, like it. Yeah. Um, if you want to join Lin-Manuel Miranda, you can head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. I'm sure Lynn would love to see you there. All right, Ashley, we had a ton of, not huge, but some pretty interesting news that was released yesterday, starting first with the casting for the upcoming musical adaptation of Sarah Silverman's memoir, Bedwetter. We talked about the show a week or so ago because Silverman is teaming with Tony nominee and Emmy winner Adam Schlesinger to write the score, and Schlesinger is co-writing the Nanny musical with his crazy ex-girlfriend collaborator, Rachel Bloom. Anyway, Silverman is also co-writing the book with Joshua Harmon and Ann Kaufman is directing. But the cast, which was announced yesterday, will be led by none other than Tony winners Stephanie J. Block and Linda Lavin and our good friend Ellen Marie Marsh will be in the company as well. The plot description that was part of the press release is really perfect for Bedwetter. Uh, It is, quote, meet Sarah. She's funny. She's dirty. She's 10. And she's got a secret that you'll never guess unless you read the title. <laughs> Which, that made me laugh out <laughs> like loud. That. Yeah. yeah. The musical will run at the Atlantic Theater Company's Linda Gross Theater from April 25th through June 14th with, I'm sure, a number of extensions already built into those oh, contracts. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. 
Now, Ashley, uh, have you read this book? It seems like something that could and should, probably should be on your shelf. I agree that it should. Surprisingly, I've not read it, and it's not on my shelves. But to be fair, I buy a billion books and have maybe only read about three of them that I own. Oh, so, same. Same girl, same. So, I mean, I, it, it will, it, I'll surely get to it. Yeah. Whether on a physical copy or audiobook. I'm sure it's got to have a great audiobook. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, so her. this is super interesting to me because you don't often see people – Coming into the theater of Sarah Silverman's status, coming in at the off-Broadway level. Generally, if you do, they're coming in yeah. like Tina Fey. And Even when it was announced. Yeah, I was surprised yeah, by that. Exactly. I mean, Tina Fey doing Mean Girls makes perfect sense. I'm not knocking it, but you just don't see someone like Sarah Silverman saying, hey, I want to write an off-Broadway musical. Um, although this very well could transfer for all I know. But Sure, yeah. I- I'm really I mean, excited. It- it does make sense as far as a, I mean, we talk about off-Broadway being a little bit more adventurous all the time, having a Sarah Silverman musical uh, called Bedwetter feels more off-Broadway totally. than Broadway, for sure. But that, but that does, that, that's never stopped uh, producers from trying to push a big name oh, God, <laughs> to Broadway yeah. when it might not warrant it. But yeah. I'm super excited about this. Um, I'm really happy for Ellen. When, when I was so in town bad. last yeah. uh, and saw her at 54 Below, she told me this was happening. Um, didn't tell me the Stephanie J. Block oh, part, geez. but uh, yeah. told wow. me she Gets was in it, intel. which is uh, very cool. Very happy for her, especially because... She just got done doing the Rose Tattoo, and she was supposed to be yeah. in the Magic Mike musical that was supposed to go to Boston oh, and come really? to Broadway. That got oh, canceled, no. so she was unemployed, but obviously has found this... some, some, some places to make some money. So yeah, this is, this is better. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, any show, I think, where you get Stephanie J. Block on stage is an instant sell. Then you start adding in uh, Linda and Ellen, directed by... Kaufman, written by Silverman. That's just bananas. That's almost too much talent on one stage and in the wings. Too, too much? I mean, can you have too much? Well, right, we'll true. Anyway. True. We'll find out. Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe that will be the review. There's just too much talent here. We will one see. One star. Speaking of one star. Speaking of a show that has a ton of talent, next up in the casting announcements on Thursday, we finally learned the complete company of, I think... This is the last musical of the Broadway season to announce its complete cast. Uh, joining Carmen Cusack, Harry Hayden Patton, and Tony Yazbek and Flying Over Sunset at Lincoln Center will be recently announced departing mean girl Erica Henningsen, Jeremy Kushner, Emily Pinenberg, uh, Michelle Ragusa, Robert Sella, Laura Shoup, and Atticus Ware. If you have forgotten what this show is, it is what I have been affectionately calling the LSD musical. It features <laughs> yes. a book and direction by James Lapine, music by Tom Kitt, and lyrics by Michael Corey. The musical is a work of fiction, just keep that in mind, centered on real-life celebrities writer Aldous Huxley, playwright and congresswoman Claire Booth Luce, and actor Cary Grant, and their real-life experimentations with LSD. Appar- <laughs> yeah, apparently this is a dance-heavy show, and it features choreography by Michelle Durant, and will begin performances at the Vivian Beaumont Theater on March 12th, ahead of an April 16th opening. Now, Ashley, mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. no idea what to expect from this show. <laughs> Me either. I, I think that's the point, though. Yes, I always root for kooky concepts to be successful, because successful kooky concept shows breed more kooky concept shows. But, then again, I don't love Mia Tom Kitt's score. 
Um, in fact, yeah, I generally find them very boring. But yeah, then again, it's weird. again, it's weird. this cast is fantastic. So I, I don't it's know weird, where yeah. to come down on this one. It's very much a wait and see game for me. Sure. And I mean, we now have the immediate cause of why Hennings and Sleeping Mean Girls really mm-hmm. looking forward to this. Uh, yeah, as you said, another great cast. Not a remark I get to say very often, but I hope that uh, James Lapine, Tom Kitt and Michael Corey got to do some method writing here and maybe uh, drop some acid. <laughs> not, it's not legal. We do not advocate for things that are not legal here. <laughs> That's safe for the Patreon. I'm just saying. <laughs> Very good. Uh, they have to. Uh, they have to get the right. research in, right? I, I am hearing from uh, Broadway Radio's lawyers. We need to move on. Uh, so <laughs> on Thursday, rehearsals for the Boston pre-Broadway run of Plaza Suite began, and we found out who will be joining Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker in the Neil Simon revival. In the company will be Molly Ranson, Danny Bolero, and Eric Weingand, and. That's not even the most interesting thing. What's the most interesting is who will be standing by for the two leads. Standing by for Matthew Broderick will be Tony winner Michael McGraw. And standing by for Sarah Jessica Parker will be Tony nominee Aaron Dilley. That is a pretty rare circumstance when you have a Tony winner and a Tony nominee as standbys in a Broadway show, Ashley. But obviously when you have stars of Matthew and Sarah Jessica's status, it warrants standbys that obviously are not the as big of stars of them but are mm-hmm, certainly mm-hmm. capable of leading their own shows yeah no i wasn't necessarily sure how excited i was to see the show despite being big sarah jessica parker and matthew broderick fans i kind of want to see like both possible versions of it now with both them and with michael and aaron which is yeah, a would, very rare occurrence i might i might prefer to see that one Mm, well, noted uh, Matthew and Sarah hater. Matt. Uh, actually, I, I like Sarah. I'm not the biggest Matthew Broderick mm, fan. See, and I'm more of the opposite. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I've never been a um, uh, Ferris Bueller fan. Like, I don't get it. I've never understood upsetting. why people love that movie. Very upsetting. I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. But I could listen to Sarah Jessica Parker's revival of Once on This Mattress uh, or once upon a mattress. Upon a mattress. I, yeah, was trying, I was confusing once upon a mattress and once on this island. But um, once upon a mattress, <laughs> oh, I think what that's a, a fan- crossover cast. event that would be. I don't know. Seriously, but I, I love that cast album. I thought she was great in that. I'm sorry that She's she great. hasn't been yeah. uh, in a musical sense. I think that was after they did uh, how to succeed together. But either way, before or after, I, I think she was great, and I've always kind of been a fan of her since. So we will see what happens. This show, of course, is going to start out uh, in Boston. Uh, before it comes to Broadway's Hudson Theater, it is directed by Tony Award winner John Benjamin Hickey, who has departed the Broadway production of The Inheritance to direct this show. Um, previews will begin uh, on Broadway on March 13th. All right, Ashley, we have another casting story, which will be the final bit of news for today's episode. Yesterday, the Paper Mill Playhouse announced further principal casting for the world premiere of the new musical, The Wanderer. We already knew that former boy bander and Broadway regular Joey McIntyre would be a part of the company. But on Thursday, we learned that Michael Wartella will be playing the lead role of Dion uh, DiMucci and Christy Altamar late of Anastasia fame would be playing his wife, Susan. Now, if you don't know who Demucci is, he is a rock and roll hall of famer, still alive at 80 years old, who is responsible for songs like, uh, run around Sue, obviously the wanderer Ruby baby and more now quick, Ashley, don't Google what, right. uh, what other musical 
has the song Ruby Baby appeared in? Oh God, I don't even know. I can't I can't even come with a guess on that. It was a song written by uh Michael Lieber Mike Lieber and, and uh, oh Stoller Lieber and Stoller. So it was mm-hmm. a part of uh Smokey Joe's Cafe. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that would not have come to me. Mm. Save me. I love love me. But I appreciate Joe's. that. Yeah. That's, what that's I'm here a good for. that's a good stat. I'm here for it. Yeah. The uh Wanderer will play at the theater in Milburn, New Jersey from May twenty eighth through June twenty eighth, and further casting will be announced at a later date. And I believe that they would like this one to come to New York in some fashion uh, or another, oh, depending well, on the reviews. Sure. Um, yeah. I think Michael Riedel has even teased perhaps it coming to Broadway, which seems like a stretch for me. Uh, but I could definitely see this being, uh, you know, a decent yeah. show for a little while at like stage 42 or something like that. Yeah, there were some rumors that came out uh, maybe a few months ago that was essentially teasing that, that the Broadway bound Dion musical. So, yeah, we'll have to see, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 I think the, the, the baby boomer um, bio-musicals have kind of gone away. We've now moved into the disco era bio-musicals. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. then we're going to start getting into like the 90s and 90s jukebox stuff with Michael Jackson and Britney Spears. Britney, yeah. I think we've kind of evolved from... Somebody who was big in the 60s, uh, but I could still see it having a life. I mean, those are great songs, so don't get me wrong, but sure, yeah. that making it to the Broadway seems like a, like a, like a rough, a stretch. A rough yeah. go for me. But mm-hmm. All right, Ashley, that was the last bit of news, but I do have two recommendations. Cool. The first one uh, comes to us from a show that is getting ready to head to Japan. This is actually something we've talked about before. Uh, Ramin Karam Lou and his former... Uh, Les Miserables concert co-star Samantha Barks will be leading a production of Chess in Japan uh, starting later this month. We have highlights from their um, uh, their rehearsals. I love Chess, um, so I wish oh, yeah. that we could get yeah. a good production here in uh, uh, well in in New York because we had the one in D.C. But they're fighting over who owns the Broadway rights as to whether or not they can bring either that one or one of the ones from England over at some point, but. We'll have to wait and see. But the other bit of recommendation that I wanted to mention, Ashley, is uh, another Mm. bit of rehearsal footage. And this one comes uh, ahead of the Kennedy Center Broadway Center stage production of Next to Normal that will run from January 29th (sighs) through February 3rd in the nation's capital. This has uh, a phenomenal cast, including Brandon Victor Dixon, Maya Rafiko, Ben Levi Ross, Michael Park, and Kamari Rose. But it is the lead uh, of, of the show, uh, Rachel Bay Jones, who I want to point out Perfect here. Perfect casting, I repeat. Yes. She, we have video of her singing I Miss the Mountains, which um, I mm, said earlier, don't yeah. don't love me a Tom right. Kick score, including this yeah. one. But mm. if you're going to have Rachel Bay Jones sing Diana, like... I'm going to listen, you know. Too good. Too good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really fantastic. I feel like they might have raised the key, Ashley. Uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so oh, I'll okay. check it out. Yeah. But... Someone who knows music and knows Next to Normal really well, let me know. Just when I was listening, and I was like, that seems higher than I that's used to from possible. the cast album. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's very likely. Yeah. So uh, it, it's interesting. It changes things a little bit. It, it feels a little bit more... Um, vulnerable it's not like a belty kind of thing and that's obviously alice ripley's go-to uh is the belt but this feels a little bit more shaky and unsure like in a 
obviously an acting and in controlled manner. I'm not saying her voice is it, but she sounds wonderful. So uh, check this out. And um, uh, we look forward to hearing reviews from the DC production of this coming up later this month. All right, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWB Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Don't forget that James at all will be coming to you in this very podcast feed on Sunday with This Week on Broadway. And then we'll be back to talk to you on Monday on Today on Broadway. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.